Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald. And this is podcast is brought to you by Plantation SA Church. And this is episode 41. And I'm with the lady that makes everything possible, this podcast. None other than the greatest co-host ever, Dawn. Hey, Dawn. How are you? One word. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. You know, we're actually doing the uh, Jesus at the Center of Crisis. Yes, we are. And uh, we we have a very special guest, a first timer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I I got a little bio. I, I remember this guy when I first started going to LA Author. Author right? nice. Yeah. He didn't have that beard. No, he didn't. I didn't know that. Beard, the beard is awesome. And it's plaited as well at the bottom. That's it's what I'm awesome. saying. Awesome. Went from clean cut to Moses. <laughs> COVID I remember I <laughs> I remember questioning him. We had some good dialogues on Wednesday yeah, nights. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife, my wife wanted to give you a big shout out. My wife. Thank Dion, you. Thank you. Say, hey. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today, like I said, we have Don. We this gentleman here. We have him, and let's get a little bio quickly on him before we move on. Um, Native Jamaica, mm-hmm. senior pastor of Eliasa. He's married. He's a marriage counselor and, and a chaplain. Um, one question for you. Um, do you, are you still president of Bold Justice? Well, I, I was, I was term limited out. I did two terms. So, so I'm now, I'm now a board member of the, the umbrella, the organization that it comes under, DART, which is a national organization covering about 16 states. So, okay. I appreciate that. They have kind of bumped me up. (laughs) <laughs> I got you. I got you because I know I'm a part of I'm a I'm a part of both yes, justice. So I yes, know. Yes. Well, like I said, let's let our podcast know listeners know that we are speaking with none other than Pastor Noel Rose. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really delighted to be here, and I really, Don uh, Jay, I didn't dress for the occasion. I hope that, that that's all right. Oh no, that's fine. We won't see you at all. We'll see. It's all audio. Yeah, I'm, I'm, right. I'm liking the beard. That's what I'm like. All right. <laughs> all right. But uh, before we move on, I want to thank all our podcast listeners. We want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to us today. Uh, whatever social media platform you may be using, uh, you have any questions, comments, or even uh, concerns, please contact us via WhatsApp at 954-388-8780. And before we move on, as we always do, let's start off with a mm-hmm. word of prayer. Amen. Father God, we want to thank you once again for this podcast, Lord. You've made everything possible, Lord, for your word to be go forth, Lord, virtually. Lord, we want to thank you for all the things you've done for us, Lord. Lord, we're not worthy, but most of all, we thank you for your grace and mercy that you give us hope each and every day. So, Lord, if you continue the Great Commission, Lord, continue to bless this church plantation, bless the speakers, bless all the intricates that make things work for your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All righty. So Jesus at the center of crisis. Mm. Now, your uh, topic was uh, what it says, storm survivors? Survivors, yes. Okay. It was the, the, what the actual topic was, I think, natural disasters. Yes. They asked me to address natural disasters. And mm. I just encapsulated with, with, that, with that topic, storm survivors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you just start off at Mark chapter four, I think it was 35 to 41. Yes. Now you said that, you know, Jesus asked the disciples to go on the other side. Um, 
for that reason because they just got finished um, healing the demoniacs. No, uh, he that, was about to. He was he about was to. Heading there. Yeah, yes. he's heading there. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for correction of that. Yeah, yeah. Why, 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 why did he seem to ask at that time for him to go on the other side? Well, well, you know, before we get there, let me just kind of, and perhaps you'll ask the question later, and I'm preempting okay. it. You know, I, 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 whenever I approach this, uh, Dawn and Jay, I usually try to compare the stories. I try to look at what all the Gospels are saying about a particular narrative. And so I found right. that all three, we call them the synoptics, had this narrative, and I started to do some comparison. So what is happening is... In the, in the verses before, Jesus is doing a lot of teaching, right? He's doing right. a lot of teaching about the, 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 the kingdom, you know. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting that the last teaching that he did was about a mustard seed, right? That, yeah. that was planted and just grew and, and just got to that point where it was just awesome. Mm -hmm. And so I'm seeing now him say, okay, let's move over to the other side. Okay. And... You know, at first blush, okay, change the scenery, change the pace. They've been doing this all day long. But as I look closer at the action, I'm seeing that tied to what he just taught is his experience mm. of okay. faith. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, wow. So he gave them the theory, right? Yeah. And you know the saying, you really don't learn how to swim on, on, on dry land, right? So he yeah, takes yeah, them yeah. out, right? mm -hmm. and here they are swimming, mm -hmm. right? And so that, 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 that's how I decided to approach it, you know, that he was teaching them all day, mm -hmm. principles of the kingdom, faith, of course, and of course, I'm sure you've heard at one point he said in the Gospels, if you have faith like a mustard seed, right? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And, and, and it's so interesting that he just gave this, just laid down this lesson about, a mustard seed growing to this huge tree. And now he gives them the practical uh, side to it. Exactly, exactly. You had a very interesting marriage analogy. Why did you give that analogy? And can you relate it to us? Yeah, I, I look for, and this comes from my marriage counselor background. I look for instances to to or, or opportunities to use examples of, of relationships uh, being okay. married for 20 plus years and 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 one rule of thumb dawn is that in whatever the anecdote is uh, and jay you know your wife must look good all right that's that's a rule of, of thumb, right your of wife course. must look good so I, I i try to use the marriage analogy because a i want to encourage and model or lift up healthy relationships Mm -hmm. But also be, I want it to be relatable mm -hmm. because okay. I find that sometimes uh, folks like myself who can delve into deep theology and, and wrap my mind around some very abstract things and I'm excited about it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got to unpack that so that my audience can say, yeah, I see that. I can deal with that. So it's one of the reasons I, I, I tend to, two reasons. Number one, I want to lift up. I want to lift up, you know, healthy relationships. I want to push that. But secondly, I want the, the concept to be relatable. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. okay. So how is this marriage analogy actually relatable to the storm? 
And so, you know, we talk about, we talk about uh, 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 trusting and having faith. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a relationship, I say to folks all the time, I can be a good Christian all by myself, living by myself. But when I'm living with somebody, mm-hmm. that, that, in that relationship dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, you know I, always, I always put it this way. You know, my wife sits in the congregation. And she can say, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he's a good guy. Or she can say, oh, oh, he's just going on up there. You know, <laughs> so, so for me, it has to be authentic. And, and, and I think Jesus now is saying, do you really trust me? Right. And it's in the context of relationship and the challenge of relationship. Hmm. You see, if I am dealing with Jay on the street and there's a challenge or we're in the job, it's like, okay, Jay, I'll see you tomorrow. And I'm done. But if if I'm if I'm living with somebody, if I'm living with my wife, and there is a challenge, that presents an opportunity for me to model Christianity. Okay. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. so the 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 storm situation presents an opportunity for them to model or demonstrate: do you really trust Jesus? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Question for you. Why why do you think, okay, obviously now you you know we got this, I guess we call it a Titanic moment with these disciples. Yes. yes. And 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 why did they fail this test? Why did they fail it? They they're with the master. Yes. I don't understand why they failed it. I mean, he's trying to do lullaby. Yeah. And, right. And, and then well, he <laughs> well, from a human perspective, from a human perspective, uh, I can relate. You know, I've had moments in my life where, where I've had just a glorious moment, perhaps just finished a course of prayer and fasting, perhaps just an awesome revival. Mm-hmm. And then I get a phone call and I'm panicking and I'm saying, well, why are you panicking for a phone call? <laughs> Come on, you just came all this, this high yeah. with God. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's part of human condition. It's part of human condition. You know, I think. And, and what's amazing, and, and, and part of what I do too, I try to, when it comes to the narratives, the gospels, I try to read a bit of Ellen White background story and to yeah. see how she pitches it, you know? Mm. And it, the thing that's amazing, these were not neophytes when it came to, to, to the sea, right? These were experienced fishermen, mm. right? Yeah. They, they, yeah. they were not near, they were not, you know, this was not their first day out. You know, they had been in storms, but there was something about the storm. And she talks about it being, you know, about satanic forces mm-hmm. striving it up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and there's that. But remember, too, they were going at it all day long. I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. was teaching. He was healing, catering mm-hmm. to folks. And in my human mind, I'm thinking, OK, they're 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 going to get a break now. It's going to be a bit of respite. Mm. Jesus, yeah, hey yeah. guys, let's go over and they think, oh yeah, finally we can breathe. You know, <laughs> so they're getting in the boats. But you notice others are following, mm. and then the storm and the storm. And so I I, I don't want to wrap the fellas too hard. It's part of the human condition mm. because okay. how many times have I sensed the presence of God, and then one phone call or one issue. Cause mm-hmm. you even for a few seconds, Jay or Dawn, yeah. to panic. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got to catch myself and, and rehearse. You know, one of the things I do is I rehearse scripture and I remind myself, Noel, why are you panicking? Yeah. You know, God has this. Yeah. 
I understand that. Very interesting. Storms in our lives. Um, do you think that the storms in our lives could be due to our own disobedience? There are times, and I did, I did infer that with, with, with Jonah, for mm -hmm. example, and God had mm -hmm. caused that, you know, God had caused that. But you notice I began, and, and, and one of the approaches I like to use in presentations is I usually try to, you know, uh, zoom out. I try to zoom out and then zoom in. And so I, I began by, by, of course, talking about inconvenient truth, mm -hmm. that Al Gore thing, and, mm -hmm. and, and this debate about climate change. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but also that a very important premise that from God's perspective, storms are not natural. Mm -hmm. You know, we call them natural disasters, but from God's perspective, they're not natural. And they came as a result of disobedience, right? Right. Because when, and, and, and when I read, especially what Ellen White says about the earth when it was created and the balance that's there, mm -hmm. the equilibrium that's there. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you look at how she ends, just this, this great book, uh, um, great controversy, how she ends it about this, this, this synchrony, this beautiful harmony that would be restored. So mm -hmm. we find in storms and in our lived experience on earth that things are out of sync. Right, it's right. out of sync. That's the the we say the the cosmic view. But the personal view, there are times when storms are of my own doing, right? Mm -hmm. But there are times I got nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm you know I'm driving along, I'm obeying the speed limit, and then some guy t bones me. You know right. he runs yeah. the stoplight. Right. You know that happens. But there are times when I am not paying attention, and I and and that's the reason the guy t bones me. You know, but it's for us to appreciate that. It's part, and, 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 and some may say, but that's quite a very cynical way of looking at life. And I say, no, it's really our reality. Reality. That, that yeah, our reality is that we are going to deal with storms. Mm. Mm. Okay. Do, we I, think, do you think no, that we should be scared when we're dealing with storms? Should we have that yeah. fear? Like I, 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 yeah, I think, I think the fear, it's, it's a natural response. I think the difference is if it's overwhelming. Mm. I, th I think I think I think if, if if when it happens there will be that wow but there's a there's a point at which you one can one can catch oneself and you know because it's it's frightening it's a frightening experience and mm. to say that you know it's blowing and I'm not fearful mm. would not be real but I think when when fear overwhelms us I think that's the, that's the problem. Because mm -hmm. when fear comes in, I know what I can pull upon. Mm. And so when, when, when the lightning flashes and I see Jesus there, mm. I, I, can, I, can, I can reassure myself, mm. ah, it's going to be okay, Noel. So I need to panic. It's going to be okay. Right, right. I'm just wondering because we're in a crisis right now, a pandemic. Yes. yes. And COVID is rampant. And yes. a lot of people that I've heard that have had COVID yes. have been in a situation whereby when it gets really bad, yes. they, just, they just really, really do panic. Yes. How do we, what would you say to us as Christians? Yes. Why are we panicking? Why do we mentally just go to that line of thought of we're going to panic? How do we get 
back to yeah. remember that we have to have God. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think it comes with with exercise, exercising certain spiritual disciplines. But before I go there, I think one of the things that we can do as Christians that I think is dangerous is to downplay the reality of people's trauma. Mm-hmm. The reality of 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 of, of what people fa- people are facing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to downplay it or mean, oh, well, get over it. Come on, it. it's right. not a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And or we can we can spiritualize things away. Mm-hmm. You know, we can spirit. Oh, come on, just pray. Pray about you know, slap, it. Yeah, slap a yeah, prayer on that, yeah. and that'd be all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, yeah, like a band aid. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it comes with those those spiritual disciplines of 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 preparing. And, and you prepare for the storm before the storm hits. And so the research shows that people who have disaster kits, right? People mm-hmm. who prepare before storms, when the storm actually comes, it's not as frightening to them, but they respond differently because they have tools. And I think part of, part of my preparation is having that devotional, that devotional life with God. Mm-hmm. Part of that preparation is, you know, that one-on-one prayer. Mm. Part of the preparation is journaling. You know, I found, I started journaling when I was a teen. And it amazes me, you know, when I look back at some things that I prayed about, when I look back at some days I had, I'm like, wow, God took me through that. Yeah. You know, so I, th- I think I think it's, 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 it's the preparation ahead. It's, it's having that, that disaster kit that I mentioned, you know, those four basic items mm-hmm. always in tow. Mm-hmm. So we respond differently than the guy who has no preparation whatsoever. It comes and he's freaking out. He's losing his mind. Right. And it, but, but the guy who's prepared is like, all right, okay, I know what to do. Calm mm-hmm. down. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we used to do back in the day, uh, Jay, you know, we had that that bag set aside when the missus is pregnant. You know, the just in case bag when when the water breaks, yeah, we, the, the we water, breaks. You know, we have yeah, all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's it's you know, it is it yeah. is the tense moment, Dawn. But the pressure is manageable because we had that bag in tow. We mapped out the route. We had the numbers. We know we're gonna call. We know the hospital we're heading that's to. Right? Yeah. That's all. I mean, that's all. I mean, when the reality hits you, it really hits hard. But the fact that you are prepared. Yes. And that's the point. And, and I think that's the difference between a Christian going through crisis and a Christian and a non-Christian or someone whose faith has not been strengthened going through a crisis. Mm. Amen. Amen. Wow. wow. Powerful. Powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. Man, I, I, I need to get a bigger kit. But uh, <laughs> I can tell by that one. But um, you <laughs> you mentioned about uh, and Don Don and I we agreed there because you had the same question on this one. The three reasons mm. not to fear. Yes. Yeah. Go, go over those one by one. Yeah. Please. The three reasons. You know, the first one was they're on mission for him, right? He said crossover. Mm-hmm. He said crossover. Mm-hmm. It's his command. Mm-hmm. And if and if and if and if and if he's giving the directive, right? Yeah, you must trust that he knows what's best for you. And mm-hmm. back to a relationship uh, a metaphor, Dawn. Mm-hmm. And so I, I usually say to parents, and I and, and I say to to our boys, well, one is biological, one is a nephew we adopted, mm-hmm. and I would say to them that there are two things that you must know: that 
I love you unconditionally Amen. and that you can trust me implicitly. That is, I would never give you a command that would harm you. Harm you. Mm. Yeah. So if I give an instruction, mm. it's if you follow through with that instruction, right, you will mm. not be. And so if, if, if Jesus gave the instruction, guys, mm. let's cross over. Mm. Yes. Let's cross over. Mm. Implicit in that, I was, I, I was arguing on Sabbath, is that you're, you're going to reach the destination. <laughs> if he's saying, let's cross over. Mm. Right, the destination is clear. You're gonna get there. That's mm. right. And 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 also notice, he's he didn't say, okay, guys, head over and I'll meet you over there. Mm. He said, let us cross over. Mm. So and then secondly, um, he was with them. Mm. He was with them. And again, it's one of my favorite go-to's. And you know, our, our son just celebrated the 23rd birthday. You know, we still laugh about it. You know, you know, Jay, when we went to the restaurant, when we'd go to restaurants and he would order the most expensive <laughs> stuff on the menu, man. That's the 20 like, Dude, what, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? You know, what, what are you yeah. doing? And, and then, but he goes to that same restaurant, right? And he right. checks the menu and he, he nickels and dimes, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said, what's good? And he said, but that because you're paying. You're paying. You are there, that's right? That's so, so that's the other reason. He was with them. He mm. was with them. Mm. And another illustration, I, um, my dad, my dad, um, you know, was not a, was not a cuddly type of guy, you know, just the way he was raised. My dad was not the type of huggy, huggy, na, na, na. I mean, he doesn't play that. My dad was a, you know. Man's <laughs> man. He's a man's yeah. man. Yeah, but I felt. I, I like to call it Clint Eastwood, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, but what one thing one thing I loved about him was that he I always felt safe with him. Okay. I always, whenever he was, I was with him. I he had this sort of a fearless way about him. Right. And and so when I was with him, I'm like I'm all right. And so the fact that Jesus was with them. Mm. You know, the second thing was that he was not only with them, he was sleeping. And, and, and I tell you, I, I was having so much fun with this dawn about the fact that he was sleeping on a pillow. I, I mean, yeah. I, I was having so much fun with this because I'm saying to myself, you know, Mark is saying, and that's why I like to compare the narratives, right? The anyway, guys talk about he's falling asleep, you know, a cushion, whatever. And Mark is saying he's on a pillow. And I'm saying, okay, Noel, think about it for a while. Okay. He's on a pillow. You know, that is complete <laughs> repose. You know, that that's that's yes, yes, that's yeah. That's, that, that's not just you know taking a nap, just you know, no, he's, he's, at, peace. A, he's at peace. <laughs> and I'm saying you're seeing that peace, yeah, and that should give you peace. Mm. If he's if he's so unconcerned about the storm that he's sleeping, mm. why should I be concerned about it? Yep, yeah. Amen. Wow. Wow. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. I um let me see. I had you, you mentioned about three steps of a storm. Well, I, know, I spoke about four. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah sure. Yes. About, you mentioned about pending. Yes. I think tending and ending. And ending, yes. Ending, yes. Ending, ending. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And yes. I, I, I got what you're saying on that, but my thing was about when you're in those different stages, I guess if you're talking to someone, a Christian, and they come yes. to you, 
What is your yes. best advice? Yes. And so, and so when a storm is, and from our perspective, and again, some folks may see it as cynical, a storm is always pending, right? We are mm-hmm. one moment away from a storm, you know, bursting into our lives. Right. You know, yeah, we're just one moment away. Mm-hmm. And some of it, you know, the Met, the meteorology, the, the Met people can't help us. Noah can't help us. You know, can't like, <laughs> the forecast. It just happens, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so I think, I think that it's putting together that disaster kit. Mm. Right. The what if disaster kit. Okay. You know, uh, and it's, it's, it's a drill I, I do with my family. I take it seriously living in Florida that you must have a game plan. If a storm sure. hits, here's what we do, guys. Here's where we go. Here's where we meet, you know, and go over that drill once a year. So I think before you, you enter a storm, in the pending stage, you have to ensure that you are making preparations. Okay, mm-hmm. not being cynical, you know, just no, just in no. case. Mm-hmm. Then when the storm is attending, when the storm is attending, that's where now you can pull upon the resources that you have, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, that's where the plan goes into action. Right. And when, when the storm has ended, then that's the time not only to regroup, but do an evaluation. And so, for example, if, if, if we went through a storm and we realized that the provisions that we had were insufficient, for example, we had five gallons of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're going through the storm. And after the storm, we realized, you know what, guys? Five gallon was not enough. Yeah. We perhaps need yeah. to do 10 gallons next time. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- so I think that the ending of the storm is a, is a time to regroup and to, and to, and by, and by the way, guys, uh, um, what I'm sharing here, let me give credit. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, of course, come up with it. I wish this is all the disaster folks stuff, you know, uh, yeah. preparation for a storm in Florida stuff. Yeah, they yeah, tell you Florida. that. Yeah. So I try yeah, to, yeah. I try to use it in a, in a spiritual application. Mm-hmm. Right. To say the same principles apply. Mm. Yeah. Amen. The disaster supply kit. Can you go yeah. over that for us now? And so we talk about there has to be water. Mm-hmm. There has to be food. Mm-hmm. There has to be clothing. And there has to be a source of light or warmth, they say. Those are the four basic things. And of course, you get into all this stuff like medication and all of yeah, enough gas in your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, right, but those right. four basic things. Because I, I, I found that I could link those four basic things to four spiritual principles mm-hmm. of Jesus, you know, um, being the water of life, mm-hmm. you know, of Jesus being the bread from heaven, mm-hmm. of Jesus saying, I will clothe you with my righteousness. Right. Of Jesus says, I am light. And if you are in me, you can't walk in darkness. And so when I look at that, and 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 I think pressing to what we're looking at right now in the book of Deuteronomy in our in our in our Sabbath school, right? Mm-hmm. And that old journey mm-hmm. through the through the wilderness, right? Mm-hmm. And right, we right, see these right. four things mm-hmm. being being provided for them in the wilderness journey, right? True. The water, the food, mm-hmm. their clothes didn't wear out, right? Yeah. And, and right. the light. light. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so I, I just try to to attach spiritual applications to these four basic necessities 
of a disaster kit. How do we as people, how are we as Christians, especially during a pandemic, how do we properly have this disaster kit with us all the time? I think that there has to be a certain degree of awareness. I find, I find it interesting that, that I, I, I relate to folks who are not as aware of their surroundings, aware of their reality. They, they live in this sort of a world. There is an escapism in the culture. Mm. We see a lot of it in mm-hmm. you know video games and mm-hmm. and binge yeah. watching on Netflix mm-hmm. and yeah. drugging you know so there's an escapism mm-hmm. and I think sometimes as Christians we can get caught up in that escapism so yeah. I, I think it be it it comes with an awareness okay and I have found that the thing that helps to keep me aware you know know the time you know it's it's that daily devotion with God where I'm I'm checking in with him so I, th- I think I think I think that awareness of where you are in your walk with God, where you are in in your strengths, in your weaknesses, and I think I believe sometimes in the Christian community we do not give people permission or create that environment to give people the permission to say I'm still growing in this area. Mm. Too many times. Mm. in our Christian community, baptism is graduation. Yes. You know, mm. and, and, and not a part of the wow. process. Yeah. Right, and right, so, for right. example, I can't have a guy in my church say, Pastor, I'm still struggling with drinking. Please pray for me. You're studying with drink? You just, you're what? With drinking? No, we got to kick you out. You know, <laughs> instead of yeah. saying, no, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. We're going to pray you through. And he comes to prayer meeting one Wednesday and say, folks, I got the victory. Instead, we create people who pretend as if they're strong. Oh, I'm good. Happy Sabbath. I'm fine. You know, and so they're not aware of their strengths and their weaknesses because that's where God can grow me, right? If, if, If I'm permitted, if I permit myself and if the community of faith, and of course, this has nothing to do with, you know, we, we talk about, oh, compromising. No, no, no. It's about saying this is where my struggle is, because here's something that would blow the minds of some folks. Mm. And, and even I may assist some evidence. God is more interested in your direction than your current status. You see, we look at our current status. Where right. am I right now? Mm-hmm. And, and there, there is a, there is a quote at Ellen White in Desire of Ages on the calling of the choosing of the 12. And she said that when, when Jesus chose these men, that's messed up guys, right? Mm-hmm. She said that, that he looked at them not as they were, but mm-hmm. as they could become in him. Wow. And, and wow. so, again, back to your question, Dawn, if there is that awareness of, you know, I don't have five gallons of water, I should have five gallons, what can I do? And there's some things I can't do about it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not, and I'm not suggesting that if you don't have every piece of the kit, you won't make it, you know, because people have made it on less and people have had the kit and not make it. Right. Make it. Right. Right. So, so the, 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 the idea here is that you want folks to be situationally aware of their circumstances, of their status, the true status and confront that and confront it 
in that devotional time because you'll find a God there who's not judgmental, mm-hmm. right? Who's able, who wants to grow you in your, the areas you need to grow. He wants to strengthen you in your weak places, heal you in your broken places. You know, you find that type of God, but it's in those person. And I say to folks, if there is any discipline as a child of God, you need to guard if it's if all you can do is 10 minutes a day, start that way, is that one and one with God. We're mm-hmm. not presenting him a shopping list or your Amazon wish list, but you're saying, you know, Lord, I got some issues, man. You know, help me here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Powerful. Amen. Yep. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Well, hey, one last question. I had to, I have to add this one up. Yes. Where did woodworking come from? Well, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. threw me off. I was like, huh? That is going to be so good when you start it. I tell you, you know, I started, I yeah. started knickknacking around when I, when I went to college, I, let me tell you this joke, man. When I went to school, uh, you know, all the, the nice jobs were gone. Right. Okay. And, uh, and they had a, a welding shop. That was the only job. And, you know, I, I was glad that I did it. Um, okay. but, but, but this quick story, Dawn. So uh, before I went to school, I'd gone to summer camp that summer and I met this girl, right? And we were dating. And so I ended up at school and she was on college. She was at college. She was like, wow, okay, nice. You know, we met each other at summer camp. Hey, you know, we're in campus now. Nice. And, uh, and I was working. And I remember one, one day she was passing by the workshop with her friends and I think I never got around to tell her that I was, you know, working down there. I was all in his 30 overall and all that. And she saw me and she said, this is where you work? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, well, we never had phones then, but, you know, she didn't return my calls. Though. We never went out. We didn't go in again. Oh, she felt like, you know, you know, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but I came to appreciate and it's part of the Jewish culture, by the way, mm. that, you know, it's good to learn to do things with your hands. And so I started just making some little things around the house. And, you know, you know, my, my wife was a very kind critic. You know, saying, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you're like trying, that. you're trying. And I bought the tools and I, you know, and I just started doing some of those yeah, things. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And I just felt that, yeah, you know, my creative side could come out. And I said to her, you know, I said, you know, hon, I think, yeah. I think I'd love, you know, to to do that, you know, make the beds for the grandkids, you know, just get into, you know, woodworking and, and nice. working with my hands. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Have you made any any more things recently? Uh, not recently. <laughs> not recently. I'm waiting for the grandkids uh, to inspire me. That, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I tell you, that's awesome. wonderful. That's wonderful. Very nice. I tell you, well, Pastor... I want to thank you for just taking the time out. Well, first of all, thank you for being the first person to speak uh, for episode He's one. That was wonderful, wonderful. And it's always yeah. good to see you, yeah. as always, yeah. yes. and yes. for doing that. Yes. Don't be a stranger on Deeper Dive, okay? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could have a you could have a beard longer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I'll wrap it the next time. I'll That's wrap right, it man. I, I saw it when, you, when I went to the first couple of meetings, Deeper Dive. I said, is that, that rolls? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got it. I got it. So I hit it there. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to thank you. As always, we want to ask you, if you can, leave out a word of prayer, please. Sure, sure, sure. 
Father, thank you so much for Dawn and Jay and this awesome ministry that you've given to them so that men and women, boys and girls can be connected to the gospel and can have real life conversations. We continue to move through this podcast, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to tell our podcast listeners to listen more to Pastor Noah Rose's sermon. Go to our Plantation SDA Church YouTube channel or simply go to PlantationSDA.TV. Or also you can subscribe to the YouTube channel to be notified of all upcoming live streams and programs. And lastly, uh, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Well, Don, you know that's us. That's us. That's us. <laughs> okay, so you know you, you know what to do, right? Hit, hit that button. That like. Yeah. That like button. <laughs> I want to thank you for that, there. Yeah. So uh, we got one more thing uh, before you let you go. Just a few birthdays, yes. Birthday. Just a few birthdays. We oh. have um, Gertrude uh, was on mm-hmm. the tenth. Yeah, very good time. Um, Dorothy Felix is on the thirteenth, as well as okay. Diane Thompson. Mm-hmm. And then on the 14th, we have Yvonne Bryan. All right, Yvonne awesome. Brown. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, once again, thank you. All the best to your family, uh, uh, Pastor Rose. Mm-hmm. And all the best to you, Don, as always. You've done thank a great job, as always. You're welcome. All okay. right. Take care. We're good to go. Thank Bye. you. Bye.